everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara. This is episode 116. I was, you know, it's funny. I was just about to say this is your author. <laughs> it's so funny. I'll tell you why in a minute. I was just reading something else, an incredible book I'm going to share with you. I'm going to share a lot of really cool things on this podcast. Uh, really more, a little deeper, some magical, uh, a magical uh, conjunction and some uh, really important, um, go a little more into depth about the, um, some big oppositions this month with um, Jupiter and Saturn. And we're going to talk about what that looks like and, you know, how we can navigate that. Plus Venus being in the sign of Virgo for the uh, last week or so, and it's going to be there till like August 16th. So, um, you know, it's a challenging place for, for Venus, but we're, I'm going to give you some remedies on um, how to navigate that and things that might inspire you. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, it's been a joy putting it together for you. So um, the first thing I want to say is on um, Sunday, August 1st, we have this really cool, uh, Mercury is going to be what we call in astrology a Kazemi. And what that means is it's Mercury is exactly conjunct the sun. Now there's some differing schools of thought about it can be one minute before within a minute, but in the uh, the medieval astrologers, they actually whittled it down to within 16 minutes of an exact lineup. So all I can say is thank God for astrological software because it makes it so much easier to spin my little wheel and find out exactly when that is. Why should we care about this? Well, first, let me give you the time. All right. So this is a Mercury in Leo, right? Mercury's in the sign of Leo, bold, brash, wild, creative, warm, generous Leo. And it's going to be lined up with the sun. And um, it's, it's coming into this, it's already, you know, conjunct, but it's going to be in this exact magical moment. And it's, that is going to be Eastern Standard Time. It'll be a four, six, uh, sorry, 9.50 in the morning and four seconds, nine minutes, um, nine, the ninth hour, nine minutes. Can I speak? <laughs> I don't know, blame it on Kazemi. At 9.50 a.m. and um, four minutes, uh, four seconds, nine hour, 50 minutes, four seconds. So 9.50 and four seconds to be, because, you know, it's Mercury and Leo, and we have to be very exact about our light. <laughs> and so uh, that's going to be nine degrees of Leo, 31 minutes. So at the hour of, in the Eastern Standard Time, nine minutes, nine minutes, I'm sorry, I, should I start this all over? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, 9.50 a.m., okay, we'll just call it 9.50 a.m., but it's a four and a half minute window. So you got to grab this, right? You can't oversleep. 9.50 a.m. <clears throat> and it lasts till 9.54, from 9.50 to 9.54 and 34 seconds. So 9 colon 50 colon 04 to 9 colon 54 colon 34. So that's exactly four and a half minutes. And um, and what, what that does, it's a very magical moment. And it's Mercury, you know, he's the god of, that goes in between worlds. And when he's, when a Mercury, when, when they, right, androgyny, when they are conjunct the sun, um, usually a planet that's what's called under the beams, it's very, it's a difficult place because you get burned up by the sun. And I've, I've talked about this in previous podcasts, right? There's this, this burn up, right? When uh, Mercury is in its own sign, which would be either Gemini or Virgo, 
there's an exemption, you could say. He's in it, they're in their chariot, all right? Protection. But there's this, and um, regardless of the sign, there is this um, moment within, you know, if you really want to get precise within 16 minutes, and that's a four and a half minute window, which is like totally magical. So um, it's like as if Mercury were in the throne room of the king and the king, he has the king's ear and the king like whispers something in his ear. You know, it's like that. It's like really, really, really profound. And it's, you know, when you think about the sun, the sun in Leo rules royalty and leaders and, you know, the people at the top, right? And so imagine you getting the ear of the prime minister or the president or something like that. So this is your big opportunity to do some really cool magic. And I would say warm gener generosity, you know, from the heart, ask a question or engage with the universe, engage with your guides from the heart, Mercury and Leo, right? Think, you know, the thinking mind is filtered by the heart with Mercury and Leo. So allow yourself to just go deeply in and maybe your biggest dream and desire and wish and your most beautiful, outrageous, creative self, you know, get some insight. So that's that very powerful little window there. Okay. Um, you know, it's like, it's like getting a privilege, you know, like the king grants you this audience, this, and you only have a few minutes, you know, powerful people, they don't, you don't have much time with them, right? Four and a half minutes, that's our, that's our window. So that's Eastern Standard Time. So just adjust that for your time zone. So if, if that were in the West Coast, of the United States, that would be what, um, 6.50 a.m. and four seconds. <laughs> don't forget those seconds. <laughs> 6.50 a.m um and and so on and so forth so europe of course four or five hours later depending on uh, your time zone and so on okay um august 2nd you know we're going to have a sun saturn opposition so um anytime we're opposed by saturn it's like authority it can feel depressing it can feel like putting the brakes on something so the sun and leo wants to shine you know let's good let's just be ourselves uniquely and radiate our life and you know be a rock star and Saturn's like okay let's let's be wise about this let's you know come on now we don't want to go crazy you know it's like that moderation or put a put a boundary around it or and so it's it requires some compromise when when you have an opposition so it's like okay I want to be free I want to be me and Saturn's like okay well uh, Saturn in Aquarius is like okay that's nice but you we also want to think about other people or how is this going to how about, um, it's like Saturn really is our friend. You know, it's, we, we think it's, it's, it can be heavy and you think, oh God, this is such a drag, which you can feel that way, of course, of course. But, um, and Saturn in opposition to the sun might dull our vital force a little, you know, with the sun being our vital energy. Um, it, can, it can feel that way, you know, heavy, but what it's really there to do for us is really, you know, and I, 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 I say this to clients in sessions when they're going through tough Saturn transits, is it take a piece of paper and write on the wall, Saturn is my friend. <laughs> you know, it's like, and they're like, oh, like they want to kill me, right? <laughs> it's like, no, no, really, Saturn is my friend. Because it really is, you know, um, it's, it's just Saturn wants the best for us. And he's, all, all it's saying is, um, be uh, be wise, be patient, and make an effort. 
And from that effort, you will get results, you know, but they, they don't come, it just doesn't fall in your lap. You have to effort and work your way through it and confront your greatest fears, confront your greatest fears, confront your, where you feel constricted, where you feel challenged and use that fear and challenge or feeling, feeling of challenge to push past that and break through. So um, I would say to, you know, to, with Saturn, Sun, Saturn opposition, which is, you know, the sun's already opposing Saturn now, but it's going to be exact, you know, August 2nd, you know, be wise and be patient with your creative process. You know, it's, it's like, if you, like, I've been thinking about some creative projects. I'm like, okay, now it's really time to just do something about it. And, um, and really uh, I'm just even, I'm thinking about a mentor having a coach or a mentor to assist me with these projects. So that would be very Saturnian, right? Get that mentor, get that drill sergeant that's gonna make sure you deliver and achieve, right? Saturn's all about achievement. So anyway, um, and I would say, you know, in general for any of us, um, it's like a creative reality check. You could say that would be a, one way of looking at it. Uh, real, uh, with the sun and Leo is all about creativity and art and you know it might be like us asking ourselves well, where are we at with our artistic expression with our authentic us us the me that nobody else can be you you are the only one that can be you no one else can do it for you so um, it's this engagement that the sun is making with saturn that's really calling these things forth in us okay august 2nd to the 6th so the sun first opposes Saturn. So there's a little bit of a, like an initiation, you know, a little, little reality check. And then it's going to square, it's going to exactly square Uranus. Uranus is getting ready, getting ready to station retrograde right around the, mm, the 20th of August. So um, it, it's already at that 14 degree point, which has been there for several weeks now. And it's, yes, we've, we've been seeing earth changes, you know, uh, volcanic eruptions, you know, Taurus, Uranus is in Taurus, Taurus is an earth sign. So sudden changes to the earth. Now with that square with the sun, we could be seeing more of that. I know we've seen a hell of a lot um, already. When you think about um, with the earth, you know, I'm thinking of the forest fires out west and such, but, um, but the sun squaring Uranus can bring a breakthrough it can bring a, a sudden, whoa, realization, enlightenment, you know, like a light bulb goes off and it, and it brings you this kind of liberating um, window of, and, and where that, what that's going to be is about, again, ourselves, our hearts, our, our beauty, our divinity, you know, our, our shining light. And Uranus in Taurus is maybe saying, hey, you know, it's time to get unstuck from old old patterns of being and i'm going to come along like a crowbar you know and we're going to quickly <laughs> you're on a smooth fast this sizzling you know let's let's get this uh whatever's been uh, where you've been stuck let's you know move forward so you're going to find that um happening august very strongly august 2nd to 6th then we have our new moon we have the new moon in leo it's 17 degrees and i'll make a special course and walk you through the signs and all that uh, for the new moon August 8th and it's going to be um, and when you think about it that means the new moon the new beginning with all of our beautiful gorgeous rock star selves is going to be squaring Uranus so really that we get the whole lunation that whole this whole Leo new moon lunation is going to be about squaring Uranus so breaking from the past breaking from 
stuck old traditional structures and things uh, break you know and discovering and um, enlightening uh, insights about our talents and about our self-worth um, it would be a very strong message and uh, we're we are greater than we realize and having and just to be in the joy of creating with one's heart fully open you know that that would be a this is a very juicy time for that so it's going to be a really cool moon cycle, and I look forward to talking with you about that more as when we get closer to that. So, um, you know, yes, it's going to test us. Like I said a little earlier, you know, that Sun-Saturn opposition, um, it is, it'll be past that exact um, intense <laughs> confront. Hopefully we will have learned our lessons from the few days before and apply them and say, okay, Yes, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm in it for the endurance. I'm here to achieve and succeed uh, with my light. You know, you could say that as a, as a cool interpretation for this uh, for this new moon. Okay, then we have. Um, I, I want to just take a moment here and just talk about uh, Venus in uh, Venus in Virgo. Uh, because, uh, like I said earlier, Venus is not in its greatest place. Um, if you have natally have Venus in Virgo, you might know what I mean. I'm not denigrating any sign. It's just that certain uh, people and <laughs> do better in certain environments. Well, Venus does its best in Libra and Taurus. That's where she shines. That's the the goddess's uh, temple, right? But in Venus and Virgo, she, Venus is in the, uh, saying she, you know, she's in the temple of Mercury, which is like logical thinking and speediness and all this. And Venus is like, darling, have a drink, put your feet up, put some jewelry on. No, no, I have to think and analyze. It's like, okay, maybe the way we, what we need to do a good use of Venus and Virgo is to like fall in love with your mind. Um, I would say fall in love with your imperfections, right? The, the problem with Venus and Virgo, the, the shadow can be that we can be very overly picky in relationships with others, in relationships with ourselves, right? Being too hard on oneself, being too analytical, being too anxiety ridden and um, mental. And so we want to check that. We just notice it and be aware of it and uh, be kind. And um, it's funny, just before I came on here, uh, I happened to, I was on the internet and there was this little public service announcement ad came up um, on the screen and it said, do you, um, hi there, how are you doing? You know, and it, it's, I'm thinking, oh, it's talking to me, but then it, it kept moving. It was one of these scrolling, you know, information kept popping up. And then it said, you know, how, ask a friend today, just see, reach out to a friend and see how they're doing. And it was a PSA from the, like the ad council for like mental health. And I thought, wow, isn't that, isn't that perfect? Because it, it said, reach out to a friend about their mental health today. Like that was the message. And so, no surprise, right? Um, Virgo is about health, right? And Venus reaching out to a friend, reaching and connecting. Venus always wants to connect. So it's so beautiful that um, that came out. And of course, we see that in the collective with Simone Biles, God bless her, you know, having is, is stepping down and pulling out of the Olympics. And I would think, um, I think it's maybe her last Olympics. I mean, I don't know. I haven't really read a whole lot about that. But given that she's done so much and who knows if if she'll ever come back? But um, and at first my feeling was, oh, that that poor kid, you know, she must feel awful. Like you know, everybody everything was riding on her. But then the pressure, the right, the mental anxiety of having to perform, yeah, you could get it. Um, but in a way, when I meditated on it, I realized, you know, that kid, she won. 
she won because the whole world, like these, everybody's pouring their heart out. Oh, you know, it's wonderful that you spoke up and everybody is uh, speaking up and, and offering all these other Olympians and, and famous people offering their support. And how beautiful is that? You know, so, so Venus and Virgo, you know, reach out and assist somebody who's going through a hard time or, or you don't know, just check in, check in with a friend, check in with a loved one, see how they're doing. Um, but she did win, I think, because she is really saying, you know what, um, talking about Venus, right, one's values, you know, my value is my health, not winning a medal and, you know, making the Nielsen ratings and the corporate sponsors happy and all that, you know, it's, it's just not that. And so that is definitely a chink in the armor of the matrix of this, you know, when I think about Pluto and Capricorn taking down toxic structures and her standing up for herself, what a victory, you know, for, for that and showing us like, here's, here's a new value. It's not about the money and the corporate sponsors. It's not, you know, whether I disappoint them or not. And everybody, you know, came coming to the fore. I mean, yes, there were some critical people, of course, what, well, Venus and Virgo, there's the shadow. But the good news is that um, it's showing us a whole nother way to be and relate is self-care, self-care. So to that, I say, um, you know, when, when uh, you know, take care, fall in love with your health, <laughs> fall in love with your mind, fall in love with your imperfections or your perceived imperfections. Um, another good constructive thing to do with Venus and Virgo would be, um, you know, if you, let's say you were to have a, have a constructive conversation with a loved one, a relationship, um, be careful with the criticism, couch it with love and your heart, Mercury and Leo is going to help with that. Um, but I would say just be kind there. And yes, you might want to break down and analyze if there's a problem in the relationship, what's wrong, but don't break everything down like nitpicking, you know, where you separate everything into little bits and pieces. I mean, yes, that might be part of it, but don't leave it on the table like that. I would say take it. And then once you have broken down what went wrong or what is wrong with the relationship or what, whatever challenge you have, then synthesize it. Right? So the whole thing is to not just break things down, but to break it down and then synthesize, analyze, synthesize, put it back together, but in a, in a new way. But having looked honestly and clearly, but not with any kind of just watch the critic, the overcritical, hypercritical mind, the and anxiety, just, just be really mindful about that. Um, I would say too, I thought about you know, in Shakespeare, oh, if you love somebody, you know, with Mercury and ruling books and the mind and reading, I think of Virgo, the intellect, you know, you could, you could write a list of what you love about somebody <laughs> with Venus and Virgo, list it, right? Make a list. <laughs> Virgo loves lists and details. It's all about the details. And I'm thinking, man, when Shakespeare wrote, what, what was that? Was it a sonnet? How do I love thee? let me count the ways. I'm like, oh, maybe Venus was in Virgo when he wrote that. <laughs> so maybe you could go to your loved ones and say, look, these are the ways in which I love you. you know? And so just have fun with it. Um, I would say to journaling, you know, because it's mind driven, right? So maybe develop a relationship with your journal or writing and, um, and such. Uh, I would say too that forests, you know, going, I, Virgo is always about the harvest and uh, nature and plants and the forests and the woodlands and, you know, earth science, mutable earth. 
So I'm thinking, wow, mutable earth. If you added water to earth, it becomes mud. So maybe this is a good time for like a mud facial or a mud bath, like going to a spa and enjoying some earth related thing. Um, but bathing, forest bathing is what they now call it. How cool. I call it just taking a walk in the woods, but <laughs> whatever. Um, bathing, earthing, you know, just lying again, earthing, what's that? Lying on the ground. Um, I love to do this right before I did my podcast. I, I just sat, I, I like to eat my lunch outside, weather permitting, sitting on the ground, literally, you know, butt on the earth. And there is that incredible uh, healing power of just being in nature and cleaning the auric field. So very, very powerful. Um, there's a book I came across, very nice book um, by Suzanne Simard. And I wanna see, let me just pull this up here. It is, um, she is a, um, she wrote a book called Finding the Mother Tree. And I'm like, wow, this is such a Venus and Virgo opportunity. Discovering the wisdom of the forest. So who she is, is she is a professor in the Department of Forest and Conservation Scientists and teaches at University of British Columbia. And she is known for um, all, this is like, apparently this is her master work that she wrote about, um, all this research about the underground networks of forests um, with fungi and roots and how the forests and the trees communicate with each other through the, they, how they facilitate interaction in the ecosystem. And she said, it's way, way bigger than we realize. Um, and it's, uh, it's just, as a matter of fact, her work influenced, um, was the source of the inspiration for James Cameron's avatar. Remember the mother tree, the mother, the tree of souls. Oh, I just got chills saying that. Yeah, guess I was supposed to tell you this. Um, so this, this is a book I'm very interested in, um, in reading, and I think it's just, and then we'll be heading, of course, at the end of August, we'll be heading into Virgo season. So it's another great opportunity to read this book and really uh, connect with trees. I've always loved trees, but of course, with trees being, it's so endangered now with all the forest fires burning down in different places, not just the American West, but in Turkey and uh, you know Australia had some serious wildfires and and such with global warming and the uh, you know the real uh, warning bell going off here. Uh, it would certainly make sense to understand these things so we value them more. And so I just, you know, give you that um, finding the mother tree, Suzanne Simard, S-I-M-A-R-D. You can get it as an audio, uh, a save paper. You could get it as an ebook if you go on Amazon. Um, and then all these different booksellers have it. It was released a few months ago. But anyway, I just really wanted to share that with you with Venus and Virgo. Okay, uh, moving on, let's see. Oh, I would say too, you know, clean your house, like develop a really beautiful, loving relationship with cleanliness, with hygiene. Uh, I know a friend of mine just uh, sent me an email. He, he, he's resting right now, but he just went, he's really committed to like cleaning his house on a level that he's maybe never had before. And it's like this newfound new chapter in his life. And, and he got so busy cleaning that he got, really tired so you have to take it easy but it's it's exciting to hear that um certainly with when we're in that clean space i mean wow we can really uh, we just feel so elevated never don't have to you know preach to the choir right we all know how good it feels to be in a clean environment so venus and virgo you know your living room your living quarters um being clean and tidy um i would say too um 
any kind of, you know, maybe like breaking down all the junk in the house or just breaking down your attitudes and ideas about um, your living space and just coming from a new place. This is a really good opportunity. So it's not so bad that Venus is in her fall in Virgo, right? The whole point is we make, we use what we have. You got lemons, you make lemonade, right? You got Venus in Virgo, you clean your house, you read about trees, you connect with the earth and you create new relationships. All right, um, so anyway, so moving on um, to the rest of the month, my little Venus in Virgo commercial is over uh, <laughs> for the moment. Um, then we have um, August 10th, we have a, a Mercury is uh, going to be a in Leo is going to be opposing Jupiter and Aquarius. So that can, I think about the school system. I know um, there's a lot of uh, people, you know, universities and some school districts go back to school at the end of August or middle of August. Certainly in my area, they do. And, and so of course, regardless, there is that conversation that's ongoing with pandemic and you know children versus uh doing what's right for everybody and it's not an easy there's no clear-cut answer here but it's um people at odds with you know going back to school versus staying home and the laws and social restriction and social distancing and how that's all being played out is going to really uh come to a a big, uh, you know, that opposition is what, August 10th. So it's really going to be loud and clear there. So obviously in an opposition, there's got to be some give and take. One thing that happens like Mercury and Leo, the kids are like, hey man, we're, you know, we're us, we're not going to do that. And then Jupiter is like the law. It's like, oh, but we must, we must observe, you know, and do the right thing for the sake of society and, and everyone, you know, in, in Aquarius. So you see that back and forth, that dynamic tension, and it requires compromise. And so we're going to really feel that loudly around August 10th. I would say too, to speak again with Mercury and Leo, speak from your heart and share, share heart, sharing hearts instead of heads. It's always going to, that'll prevail. The solution prevails when we're in that, that right space. Um, so anyway, uh, let's see, what else do I have for you? Um, August, oh, August 16th. So Venus will finally leave its uh, fall in, um, in, in the exile fall in, in Virgo, and it will go into Libra, its domicile. This is its home base. It's like she loves being in Libra, she loves being in Taurus. So this is gonna be, she's in her own temple. And so that'll, it's about a six week transit, right? So the middle of August to about the end of September, Venus will be in the, in the sign of her own domicile. So the challenges that we've experienced will smooth over, a lot of divine grace, a lot of ease, um, certainly with artistic expression, you know, when you think about that. Um, I think of, uh, <laughs> I don't know why, but I just remembered that, what was that TV show? Happy Days, uh, you remember when um, it was Ron Howard, you know, and Fonzie and, and the mother, remember uh, Ron Howard's mother was Mrs. C, Richie Cunningham's mother was Mrs. C. And she was all, all Mrs. C, right? The Fonzie always called her Mrs. C. And she was always so sweet and kind and, and lovely. And uh, I just thought of that, like Venus and Libra, I just always the gracious hostess, and never had a mean word for anybody. It was, you know, it was like this Mrs. C energy that's coming with Venus and Libra. So um, anyway, let's see, moving on. Um, there's going to be a conjunction between Mercury and Mars in Virgo when, um, and that'll be around the 18th of August. 
And, uh, you know, Mercury is in its domicile. You know, Venus is going to move into domicile. Mercury is going to go change and, you know, they're going to pick up dignity. It's going to be a much stronger place for their to express their ability to get things done. And so um, Mercury is in its domicile and exalted in, so it's very strong in Virgo and Mars is uh, conjunct in Virgo. So that's like getting it done, getting our ideas, analyzing and getting organized and getting our ideas and putting them into action and working at it. And I think about the forests, like maybe there'll be a solution about, you know, mind and action meld to save the forests or to, you know, make some kind of a difference to alleviate uh, some of this. Um, I just the first thing that came to mind. Also, when you think about ver like service, hospitals, workers, um, anybody who in the char charity or service positions, um, service oriented laborers, you know, the craft people, that's all very Virgo. So there could be some really cool combinations of, you know, teamwork, mind action in that regard. Um, let's see. Then the uh, 19th of August, we have. Um, Oh, you know, yeah, Uranus is going to station retrograde around the 20, what is it, the 20th? That's going to be cool. Let me just see for a second where that's going to be, uh, exactly what day that is, just a second. Yeah, so um, it will be, Uranus will be uh, retrograde for several months until early, the first, second week of January, it'll be um, retrograde in Taurus. So it'll move back and we'll review our enlightenment and we'll review where, um, you know, what needs to shake up and change in terms of our value systems, our monetary systems, our, what, what we feel, our personal finances, our personal self-worth. We get to review, you know, uh, this, these things over these next several months. Um, and then August 22nd, we're going to have, uh, oh, sorry, August 19th, um, the sun is going to be in an opposition to Jupiter. And that is, um, again, you know, I, I could see that as we could have some, some, it could be very testy, you know, it could involve a lot of protests, perhaps, uh, about the individual will when you're thinking about like a lot of now the CDC is saying people should wear masks again. So that I think is going to come up very strongly, this, uh, these differing points of view and an upset and uh, conflict and tension between uh, people who want to feel like they need to be themselves and yet they they're dealing with this, you know, government mandates and how all that's going to play out. That one is um, the you the um, the sun in opposition to Jupiter. Jupiter is at 20 would be will be at 27 degrees of Aquarius. That's conjunct the, the moon of the United States. The US moon is I think either 27 or 29 Aquarius. So an expansion. So you could really, we could really be hearing from the, you know, Americans at large about these rules and laws and also for travel, right? Jupiter long distance travel. So uh, restrictions versus uh, where there should be freedom and where there should be restriction. It's that conflict that's being worked out. I also think about the rent moratorium. I know I'd mentioned this in previous podcasts, but my heart goes out to these people. Um, there could be, uh, you know, challenges with, with authority figures. Apparently, I think they were trying to get it to, because the Senate, not the Senate, the Congress, you know, going on vacation for the rest of the summer. 
um, I'm not sure if they were able to get that passed, but or at least get a reprieve because it's been kept getting extended for the last year with COVID and all that. But the rent moratorium, if that doesn't happen or gets continued, there'd be millions of people like turned out on the street. Uh, so that's that's kind of intense and scary. Although a few days later we have uh, the full moon. And that might, we might get, hopefully we'll get some really good resolution about that because the full moon is going to be uh, in Aquarius, 29 degrees, the final degree of Aquarius. Aquarius is the collective, it's humanitarian efforts and a visionary society, progressive values. Conjunct Jupiter, that, that's a lot of hope and optimism, Jupiter being a benefic. So we could be getting, we could be seeing uh, the efforts coming to fruition around um, also, I would say too, again, I'm thinking of like the LGBT community or BIPOC people of color, um, where we've had uh, laws, especially with like LGBT transgender legislation with that, you know, because Jupiter is still in retrograde, it's like rolling back legislation that might have been, you know, that was passed that needs to be revisited because it's just not being fair or humanitarian and it's not unifying people. So this is where it all gets, um, comes to the fore uh, by the end of the month. And I would say there, there could be hope for this, for, the, for that, um, for legislation and also hope for um, homes and, and the moratorium on that. Uh, let's see, the, um, let's see the only other thing, hold on. So the last thing I want to say before signing off was um, will be the um, there's also an, the other opposition right opposition opposition happening Mercury this is kind of a cool one Mercury is going to be in when you know in its home sign of Virgo is going to be opposing Neptune at around what 22 degrees of Pisces that'll be at the end of August August 24th and so that's interesting when you think about Mercury being very um, data-driven and facts and the rational mind facing off with Neptune and its sign of Pisces, mystical, magical, dreamy-like, artistic, musical inspiration, um, but also dreams and visions and intuition. So uh, we might be seeing uh, that that would be an, an interesting engagement. And maybe too, when I think about COVID, you know, Virgo and health and all and Neptune um, ruling and Pisces about infections and, and you know infectious uh, maybe things that are hidden. And so Mercury and Neptune, you know, what what do we need to know and uh, what are the facts and how can we blend facts with our intuition? And also I would say too, like guidance, like um, our mystical uh, spirit guides and, and such from, from other dimensions and how, like maybe being open to our, um, allowing that interplay and allowing that dialogue. Mercury on the higher levels is telepathy and otherworldly communication. So this is going to open some floodgates, you know, for greater perception and maybe seeing it in a, in a more, uh, a, a bigger context of what, instead of just being so like narrowly focused for, you know, where you can't see the, forest from the trees, you know, um, where, you know, everything is, um, you know, too limiting, where it may just open up to see a, a bigger perspective about what this is and our minds and our, the relationship that we have with our ancestors and our spirit guides in terms of um, solving uh, problems and um, 
opening ourselves to new attitudes, new beliefs, you know, things of that nature. So that's going to be uh, again, August 24th. Um, we might also see, um, you know, people wanting the facts versus, you know, what's confusing or deceptive, or there might be some confrontation between, you know, different differing um, viewpoints of, on news. And, and I think of, you know, with COVID, like, you know, what we've had all these situations where uh, the, the virus, uh, you know, the Delta variant is not, not protecting, they're coming out now. And just yesterday, the CDC said, you know, just because you got vaccinated doesn't mean that you're protected from Delta. So that's upsetting, right, to, to the uh, population, to, you know, all these millions of people having been vaccinated and then finding out, oh, well, you know, what's, what is working, what's not, and maybe there's some disenchantment, um, feeling that there's some, uh, you know, maybe cover-up or some information that has not been shared that is coming to light. So there's, that's just one place where it can play out. But I would say, too, in an artistic sense, you know, uh, Mercury's writing and speaking and communicating and listening. And with Neptune and Pisces, this is another great place to get artistically inspired. So um, with music and, and, any, and pure love and, and just letting, letting all of that good, juicy Pisces-Neptune <laughs> energy in, you know, in that opposition is going to say, hey, let's integrate both the, the busy world with this beautiful, pure, um, mystical world. And let's, let's see what happens when we engage them and blend them and integrate rather than feeling like I'm only in my head or I'm only out in the, in the cosmos. It's like, how about bringing the cosmos into our workaday, everyday world and thinking patterns and what would happen if we did that? So anyway, so that's all I have for today. And I hope that you, oh, one last thing, the mantra, uh, that the medicine Buddha mantra with Venus and Virgo thinking about the forests and the trees and and the forest fires and such, and just medicine in general, because let's face it, our world really needs it right now between the earth and ourselves and our relationship to the earth. So this uh, beautiful medicine Buddha mantra, you can, you can just Google medicine Buddha mantra and you'll find wonderful videos and watch them and listen to the music. Um, very, very lovely melodies, but it's um, Om Bikanze Bikanze, Maha Bikanze. Raja Samangate Soha. And that's where I will leave off for today. <laughs> Medicine Buddha Mantra, healing the Mother Earth. May we be healed. May Mother Earth be healed. May we be, all be blessed and um, elevated and joyful in our connection with, with nature and our true selves. So that's all for today. Thank you all for listening. Um, yeah. Have a great one, and I'll see you next time. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening. Namaste.